0: Well, uh, those of us at our church, last couple Sundays, we've been talking about this topic, God with us, and we're going to finish it up this evening. And uh, today's, this evening's topic is always. <clears throat> now, I saw a lot of excited people, so I saw a lot of, a lot of excited children <laughs> as we came in uh, this evening, and hopefully you're excited about this time together in worship. Um, it's really personal to most of us because we believe in a personal God and a relationship with God. And we're going to talk about a principle or a truth that is a cornerstone uh, to the Christian faith. Uh, again, you may not believe. Somebody might have dragged you here You maybe promised somebody or you had to come to get dinner. I don't know. Um, but we're glad that you're here and, and hope you'll understand a little bit um, why, what we believe and why, why we, where we come from. And... Um, Hopefully, something you can think about and take with you as you celebrate Christmas. So we're going to start by reading the uh, one of the Christmas stories Um, and I'm going to put up on the screen you've got it in your hands some of you or you can look it up for yourself. This is how Jesus the Messiah was born. His mother Mary was engaged to be married to Joseph but before the marriage took place while she was still a virgin Really important, and if you're skeptical about all this stuff, I understand that. She became pregnant through the power of the Holy Spirit. So, of course, this was a shocker to Joseph, right? Guys, you engaged to somebody? Say, um, pregnant, but there have been no, no other guys, no guys. So Joseph, to whom she was engaged, was, he was so righteous, a holy, a, a good man. And he didn't want to disgrace her publicly, so he decided to break the engagement quietly. Just, you know, okay, we'll just go our separate ways. Now, as he was considering this, an angel of the Lord, we talked a little bit about angels last Sunday. Uh, we believe there are angels, spiritual entities. He appeared to him in a dream, so it wasn't like, he was there, but he had a dream, and he believed it was an angel speaking to him. He said, Joseph, son of David, this is really important, because Jesus had to be born in the line of David, promised King David that. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. That's what she said is true. For the child within her was conceived by the Holy Spirit. So I believe that's what Joseph needed to convince him uh, to go through with this, and so God provided what he needed. <clears throat> and now he gives a kind of a summary And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Which wasn't a family name, which was unusual back then. Well, why is he going to be named Jesus? Because he will save his people from their sins. That was the Messiah's task or job when he came to earth. And uh, a couple more verses. Now, all this occurred to fulfill the Lord's message through his prophet. And this is where we've been drilling down the last uh, couple weeks. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She'll give birth to a son, not a a daughter, but a son. And they will call him Emmanuel. What's what's Emmanuel mean? Well, Emmanuel means God with us. So a little bit more interaction. Most people are sitting next to somebody. Turn to the person on one side of you and say, God is with you. And then turn to the person on the other side. Say, God is with you. Okay. Okay, not long conversations. (laughs) Of losing control. Um, this concept of this religious belief has a big name. And I'm going to put it up here on the screen. It's called the incarnation. Now, if you speak a a European language, who can tell me what carn means? Latin or one of those languages? Anybody know? Flesh. It means flesh. So basically incarnation means God in flesh. Uh, God as a person. Now this is unique to Christianity, right? Most other religions have gods out there in the heavens someplace. And so Christianity says, no, 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 no. We have a God that came to earth in the flesh. And John, one of the disciples, begins his gospel, not with, with uh, 2,000 years ago, he starts his gospel with beginning of eternity. And just read a quick verse and a half here in John 1. In the beginning the word already existed. That means Jesus. So he was there at the beginning. He was with God and he was God. Jesus is God. He's God Son, but he's also God. That's called the Trinity. We can't explain it. (laughs) Uh, I always tell people, say, that doesn't make sense. Well, I don't want a God I can completely understand he's down on my level. I want him up here someplace. I want some things I don't understand. So I have to believe that. So the word became human or flesh. And made his home among us. He came to hang out with us. How amazing is that? Now we're going to do a little, something a little bit different here this, <laughs> this evening. And uh, what I like to do is. <clears throat> just pretend. That Jesus. God is having a, a conversation with his son Jesus. Before he comes to earth. Because he existed forever. So, when it, time came for him to go to earth, I can imagine God having this conversation. We're going to use our imagination. We don't know how it happened or what happened. And uh, God's going to talk to Jesus about a cost it's going to take to do the incarnation, to be, become Emmanuel, to come in the flesh. So, I'm going to start it off this way. Uh, Jesus, son, this is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Well, Jesus, um, <clears throat> people on earth need you, need us, and uh, this is where it's going to start. I picked out this, this really wonderful woman, this young lady, actually. Her name's Mary, and she's a godly woman, and she's kept herself pure, even though she's engaged, and she's really a great lady. Uh, you're going to love her. She's going to be your mom. She's going to be a great mom. Joseph going to be earthly dad. I'm your real dad or spiritual dad, but you're going to have an earthly dad, and he's going to help raise you. And he's a good guy too. Uh, people aren't going to know much about him, but, but that's fine. He's fine with that. And actually, when you begin your ministry, kind of, he's not around anymore. And then you're going to have to enter into Mary's womb for nine months. And I can think. Jesus saying, um, "Can we do that different way? Maybe a stork or something?" You know, uh, nine months. And, uh, yeah, yeah, that's important that you experience all that means to be human. And it's really important that you be born of a virgin because you can't carry the basic sin nature, or you can't die for sin. So, Joseph can't be your dad, I've got to be your dad, so you're going to be fully God and fully man, because I'm your dad, and Mary's your mom. Now, I know you're a king, but you're not, or a prince, but you're not going to be born in a palace, in fact, you're probably going to be born in a cave, or we sometimes say manger, uh, with the animals. Oh, that sounds interesting, Jesus would say. Sounds pretty cool, maybe. Well, I don't know, but you, you'll be born and uh, in an ordinary place because we want people to know that you've come for ordinary people, not just wealthy or important people. Now, as soon as you're born, the devil's going to be after you. And not long after you're born, King Herod is going to try and kill you. So he's going to kill a whole bunch of babies just hoping he gets you. So your family's going to have to run away. So you're going to be really young and you're going to have to go off to Egypt and leave your home for a few years. Then you'll be able to come back. And you will have supernatural powers. Now Jesus, you may be tempted when your mother wants you to take a bath and just kind of part the waters. (laughs) Uh, Don't do that. Take your bath. Or when she you feeds your broccoli, turn it into cake. No, no, just, just, just eat your broccoli. <laughs> you go to school, you get all straight A's. You'll never have a problem to the teachers. Teachers, wouldn't you love that Jesus as a student? Um, the other kids aren't going to like you too much because, you know, you're the goody-goody in, in class. But, but that's all right. And then when you grow up, you're going to take up the profession of your dad. As a carpenter, honest profession going to be rich? No, sorry Jesus. You're never going to have a lot of money. But you'll have meaning and purpose in your life. And as a carpenter you can be creative. And if, you know, Jesus we're, we're creative. We've got to be creative. This is the outlet for your creativity. It's in your carpentry. Now you need to use this power wisely. Not only as a kid, but as an adult. And the first time I'd like you to use it is at a wedding. I want you to turn uh, water into wine. Jesus is thinking, a party trick? That's what I'm going to start off with? And why water into wine? Well, we just want to have a little fun with the Baptists and the Seventh-day Adventists that don't believe it, that it was really alcoholic beverage. No, really. Uh, that's that's going to be your first miracle. But you're going to do some really exciting miracles. You're going to heal the, the sick, the blind, the lame. The, actually, you're going to raise somebody from the dead. That's good use of your power. But people aren't going to like you. People are going to call you a liar. They're going to call you a, a drunk. And lots of other things. But the more they hate you, the more you need to love them. And the more you love them, the more they're going to hate you. When you start your ministry for 40 days, you're going to go through this trial time of uh, prayer and fasting. And the devil, at the end of that, when you're at your weakest, he's going to come to you and say, Hey, just turn. you've got the power. Turn these rocks into... Into bread, and you can say, No, 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 no. And Jesus, how are you going to answer? Him? Well, I'm going to answer him with, with Scripture, our, our Word, God. A man does not live by bread alone. Uh, a couple other tests. How are you going to answer those? Huh? By your Word, God. Um, good job, Jesus. Good job. <clears throat> You're going to have 12 close friends. I'm going to call them disciples. And, uh, going to be kind of a mixed bag. Peter's kind of going to be the spokesman. He kind of speaks before he thinks. And uh, they're going to try and be loyal to you, but eventually they're going to deny you, especially Peter, three times before a little teenage girl. Um, I just going to hurt. And last night here on earth, you're going to celebrate our most important festival, Passover, with your disciples. And you're going to institute the Lord's Supper. And give new meaning to all that. And then Judas, one of the twelve, is going to leave. And he's going to go and betray you. And they're going to come and arrest you. If that's not bad enough, Jesus, it's going to get worse. You're going to go off into the garden and pray. You're going to ask, Jesus, uh, God, I don't want to die on a cross. I don't want to suffer not on a cross. Is there anything, any, any other way. And Jesus, I'm sorry, I'm going to tell you no. And you're going to say, okay, God, your will, not mine. And then they're going to beat you. Not once or twice. Not 10 times. Not 20 times. 39 times. In fact, your body will be unrecognizable by the time they're finished. And then they'll make you carry the cross up a hill, lay you on that cross, and they'll drive a spike through one wrist. And as excruciating as that is, they'll drive another one through your other wrist. If that's not enough, they're going to drive it through your your feet and let you hang there. And people will mock you and spit on you said, you God, why don't you come down off that cross? Now, Jesus, right then, you're going to be tempted. Call those angels. Don't do it. But I want you. I want God. And you're going to ask me to forgive them. And you'll need to press on. You need to keep on. And eventually, you're going to say, it's finished. Now, Jesus, I'm going to be with you all the way until that moment. And at that moment, I'm going to have to leave you. And as painful as everything else has been, nothing's gonna be as painful as that. Because it's the first time in our existence that you and I are gonna be separate. Because I can't look at sin, and you've taken sin on yourself. Be buried in a borrowed tomb, not even a family tomb. She won't stay dead. In three days you'll raise you'll be raised and the tomb will be empty. Now Jesus, here's the important question. Are you up for that? Imagine Jesus saying, "Yes, Father, I can do it," and he did. Now I can hear the Holy Spirit pumping, piping in at this point. Got Father, and Son, Father, uh, Father, Son, and and the Holy Spirit. So, where am I in all this? <laughs> um, sometimes I get forgotten, and so Jesus in that last hours was teaching his disciples a little bit about what was coming, and he was telling him he was leaving, and they were all, oh, he can't leave us. And he said, it's okay. And here we've got a couple verses again from John, uh, disciple of Jesus. If you love me, obey my commandments, and I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another advocate, comforter, counselor, there's lots of different words we could use there. And he, this advocate, will never leave you. And he says, he explains it. Next verse, who it is? It's the Holy Spirit <laughs> who leads into truth, all truth. But you know him because he lives with you now and later you will be in you. And we as Jesus followers, we believe that the Spirit of God dwells in us. No, I will not abandon you. Ever felt abandoned? Never by God. I will come to you. To you. And then uh, I can imagine Jesus. they be asking a question like this. Uh, can I remind everybody. Before I leave about this. This is pretty important. And so we get that. And Matthew records it for us. The last thing recorded that Jesus said. Before he ascended into heaven is this. Therefore go and make disciples. Of all the nations. Baptizing in the name of the Father. And the Son and the Holy Spirit. There's a trinity. And we baptize people around here. And then he says this. Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you and be sure of this. Alright? I said all this, but I want you to make sure of this. What is it? I am with you always. So continue to love people and to pursue people, even maybe if they're not pursuing you. So again, Jesus, you up for this? Yes, Father, I am. What is your mission? Well, come to save those who are sinners, to heal the sick, to be a shepherd to the lost sheep. God, I I, I, got to go. I can't not go. It's too important. We need to show what love means, not just talk about love. And people can't see me, God, but they'll be able to see you. And they'll know what I am like because you and I are one. So if you're lost, Jesus can rescue you. If you're alone, he can be your companion. If you're hurting, he can be your peace. If you're afraid, he can bring calm in the storm. If you're sick, he can bring healing. If you're weak, he can be your strength. If you're dead... He can be your life. Let's go back to where we started this series, actually. It started this evening. She, Mary, will have a son. And your name is Jesus. He'll save his people from their sin. We're all sinners. We all need saving. Look, the virgin will conceive a child. She will give birth to a son, and they'll call him Emmanuel. God is with us. Now, we like to give Stuff for people to think about after they leave. <laughs> and so I put that on the bottom of your printed outline. We'll read it through it up here, here on the screen. Some things to think about. So how did this message change the way you think about the Christmas story? And which part of Jesus' human experience most impacts you? And Jesus went through a lot to be with you. We try to get that across. How much it was. What the cost was. What have you done or what will you do? Do you want to do? To make God with you more real, more personal to you. And lastly, how have you seen Jesus follow through in his promise? That I am always with you. And how will you respond to this promise in the coming year? Now as we go on through this series, we talked about many of us are either just about to enter a storm in life. or are in the midst of a big storm in life. Or we're just coming out of a storm in life. No more important time to understand and accept and realize the truth that God is with us than when we're in the storm. In fact, he's more real to us. And maybe you're in a storm this morning, or this evening, (laughs) and uh, you uh, feel like God is drawing you. We believe that God speaks and he's trying to get your attention. And so, please pay attention. So, we're going to do a song, I believe, right? Guys? So, let me pray with you all. um, And then we'll do a song. Father God, thank you for this promise and fulfillment of Jesus, your son, coming in flesh. To provide the need that we couldn't provide. For our salvation for sin. So we can have a relationship with you. And God we pray for all these folks here. Some some aren't believers. That's fine. Hopefully they'll think about these things. Uh, Most of us are. We believe most of this. And uh, maybe we don't let it impact our lives. We don't live like it. So God I would pray that it would be a true impact on our lives. And I thank you in Jesus name. Amen.